Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. Hey there, buddy. What are you doing? What's up there, brother? <laughs> Hello there. All of our fine friends in internet. Internet radio live. <laughs> I'm gonna come up with a song and make uh, the internet just radio that look. Just, 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 just. It, it's like something that uh, Paul Schaefer would create. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the world's fi- most dangerous band. Yeah, exactly. It's like this five-second just little blurb. Internet radio land. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the you know like we're doing a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I'll tell you what. Are you excited about Thanksgiving or what? Absolutely. You're gonna Absolutely. pork out. Absolutely. What's that? You're gonna pork out. Oh, dude. Uh, my brother and his family are coming over for Thanksgiving. This is like is, the first real Thanksgiving because last year was kind of like a. Eh. Um, I think I can't remember what happened last year. Exactly, that's exactly. Uh, my I point. guess I, that makes the point. Yeah, yeah. No, it. Uh, we ended up. I can't remember. Well, I do remember. Well, last last Thanksgiving for us was actually pretty memorable. Um, because that's yeah, when, because that's when that's when, when Madison happens. went into labor. Yeah, you know she didn't even get to eat dinner. <laughs> she was like, "I gotta go." Right as we're like plating all the meat, all the uh, plating the meal, she's like, "I think I gotta go to the hospital now." So she's very excited about Thanksgiving because she didn't get one last year. <laughs> she was having a baby instead. So, but no, uh. No, we're looking forward to it, man. Uh, you know, the the only downside, we're playing the same bit we did last year uh, because Jennifer is working on the holiday. So she th- thankfully, she's working day shift, um, which means she'll be home by like 3.30. It just means that the rest of us are responsible for putting everything together. So um, what are we doing Obviously, oh, I, 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 uh, I drafted Mackenzie uh, to take care of the turkey. So that is, that is her mission. She pretty, well, she pretty much did the turkey last year, and it came out great. Uh, so she seasoned it just right. Um, I think it was like a lemon thing that she did with it. We had really thought about doing a deep fried turkey this year. Uh, because I've had it before and it is delicious. And I know that you are a man of the barbecue. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're instantly. But, oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. Um, how so, long is that going to take? I'll be well, okay. First question first. I don't how know. big is the bird? So here we go. Um, and I, I want to pull this up. Uh, just so you know how my wife put it. Let's see. Where's it at? Okay, this is, uh, and I'm I'm reading the text because uh, okay. we have people coming over. I let her know she's not going to. She's not, and she's not going to cut you in the middle of the night for reading this over the uh, internet internet no, radio airwaves. No, because we have, we, yeah, and because because we I, love, yeah, because we love, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, it says okay. Bought two sets of boobs equaling thirteen pounds of titties. Ah. <laughs> 
Well put. Yeah. Uh, so are you, are you just doing breasts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just doing breasts. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, um, okay, cool. he has enough carcass uh, to make whatever stock for later with that. Uh, but yeah, She does that? Yeah, it's just a preferred... And I know people are going to say, oh, it's all the flavors and the thigh. And okay, great. Good job. Um, it's personal preference. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're just doing the breasts. We'll do one traditionale and one smoked. Now, what does she do uh, when you say she makes stock with the carcass? How does she go about doing that? I've never uh, done it. So I'd love to, I'd actually would love to be able to do that. I just don't, I've never, I don't know how you do that. Is it just I like won't... in a pot of water? Yeah, and add things. What does um, she usually put in there? Uh, you know what? I'll just I don't I don't want to pretend like I know. Okay. <laughs> you have to post it on our on our site or something. Yeah. And like, you know. Yeah. Maybe she can give that. a brief. You should do that. You should record her giving just a brief like a like a, a YouTube university video mm. of mm. how she goes about doing it. What that would be very, mean? very interesting. That would be very, very interesting. Mm. Yes, indeed. No, I, I would totally check that out. I'd love to do it. I mean, dude, I made chicken soup, chicken noodle soup, like a few weeks ago. I'd never done it before. And Madison's boyfriend, Parker, was really, really sick. I mean, he was laid up for like a week out of work. Uh, there is, I, I don't know about you, man, but here, there are some freaking nasty ass bugs going around right now. I mean, not pretty at all. Uh, like I say, Parker was laid up for like a week, couldn't go back to work. Uh, then, and of course, then Oliver got it. And thankfully he was over it within a few days. The little ones always seem to get over this stuff faster. Uh, and then Mackenzie, she caught it. And Rowan got it. And Kenzie was out of work for, for almost a week. Uh, and now it's my freaking mother-in-law. I mean, my mother-in-law, man, she has been, she, Brian, my father-in-law, he was here at the house today. Cause they usually come up on Mondays to visit the grand, you know, the great grandkids and, you know, hang out with Jen, give her a, a helping hand, you know, whatever. And she stayed home and she was actually having him stop at the pharmacy on the way home to see about picking up a, a take home COVID test because she has just been jacked up. Um, and I don't know, but it just seems like it's something that has been sort of drifting around here. And I've been, dude, I've been like bobbing and weaving like, nope, no time for that. Nope, Not gonna no get time it. for that. You know, um, Going back to the gym, I think I, I'm hoping that going back to the gym is helping. Maybe, you know, I think it's, you know, you put your body under stress and it just helps your body get stronger. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, uh, what brought me to that? I can't remember. <laughs> I was suddenly kind of this crazy tangent about everybody being sick. Uh, but no, that was it. The chicken noodle soup. So I decided to heck with it, man. Like I'll make some chicken noodle soup, and it actually came out pretty darn good, man. Although I think what I would do different is that in the directions, the directions that I had were actually intended for making the soup without the noodles and freezing it. 
It's okay. all, all the stuff and then put it in the freezer for like four days. And then after four days of letting it just sit there, then you put it in a pot and you can warm it up as you like. And you add the noodles just prior to serving. And it was good, but I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, if it was this good, just like straight off the stove, I bet if this stuff sat here like they like they directed for a few days in the freezer, this stuff would be freaking lights out chicken noodle soup. Let's go. No, no shit, man. You know, that's a staple. So um, but I would be interested, like I say, I've never done the whole the whole, you know, chicken broth kind of thing with the bones and whatnot. So um but yeah, so it's going to be a smorgasbord. Uh, if Thanksgiving were a German thing, it would be so a smorgasbord at the Wallace at house. Home, or... Yeah, well, because this is the thing: is that Jennifer's older sister Stacy is hosting a Thanksgiving thing. That would at... make Jennifer's mom Stacy's mom. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> they're doing a thanksgiving thing there so cheryl and brian are going to be at their house doing thanksgiving and so i decided what the heck i'll invite my brother and he's got you know his wife galen and their their two sons um who are coming over so i'm gonna have a bunch of young bucks in this house that i'm assuming can eat a uh you know a, a metric shit ton of food so uh yeah, yeah we're uh, what's going on how so just one turkey we're doing what well, this is the thing you were talking about the the titties uh dude I, I go to the store i'm always dude jeremy every year i am behind the power curve when it comes to getting a turkey every effing year i go to the store i see this freaking turkey you should have bought it no i did but i bought it yesterday and it's a 24-pound freaking turkey, dude. Yeah. Is that going to be enough time to thaw out? Uh, that's a good question. Because I'm thinking, I mean, I looked online and it said that a 16-pound bird should usually be able to thaw in your fridge in four days. Um, I don't have, uh, mine's not a 16-pound bird. I, I, uh, what I deduce from that math is that it's for every four pounds, it's a day. And this is eight pounds heavier than a 16 pound bird. So I'm thinking what I'm going to have to do is like the whole freaking, you know, probably wait till Sunday night. And then Sunday night, I'm going to have to put that thing in a freaking bath in the kitchen sink. I mean, that's what you do if it's not thawed out. I mean, you're supposed to like, you know, put it in the sink, fill up the sink with water. And then, like, what is it, every two hours or something like that? Like, you drain the water off, and then you freaking, you know, replace it. You know, obviously, you're not putting it in hot water. You're putting it in cold water. But if you're doing this, like, every couple hours, it helps the, it helps the bird to thaw out faster. Um, I think, again, I'm always late to the freaking, with the uptake on this stuff. I feel like that's what I end up having to do every freaking year. Uh, that is with the exception of the year I was stationed at Camp Lejeune and Jennifer and I had Thanksgiving dinner and it was just a medley of Boston market frozen dinners. My mother cried on the phone. <laughs> medley. My mother cried on the phone, dude. She was like, so what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? I'm like, oh, we're doing like frozen Boston market dinners. She's like, oh, Jim. 
<laughs> I knew I should, I knew I didn't like her when I first met her. Right. It's like it's okay, mom. We have two little tiny kids in this house. We are way too busy. Our hands are full enough. We, and I'm like, and why are we gonna have some big Thanksgiving? Like it was us. I had like a friend from the band who came over, and that was it. I'm like happy Thanksgiving. It's just us. So whatever. Um, well, and that's that's one of the cool things for you people that are in the uninitiated. Uh, that don't know like your family members uh, that serve or friends that serve will always have a place to go. Oh yeah. Because absolutely. That's the thing. It's like, you just, who needs a place to go where they're, you know, at the school of music sponsoring students over sure. um, or sailors. You're know, just at people. your command, dude. You're just yep. at your command. And I mean, for, for me, I never really experienced that because I mean, I came into the Marine Corps married yeah. I mean, I already had a family, but I mean, when you got, when, you know, when you have these young Marines or young sailors that living in the barracks, whatever, and the holidays come around, it can be tough. I mean, and that's why obviously as one of the, even at the time, I mean, I was at Lejeune, I was a corporal, you know, I was an NCO, uh, but I by no means was like some senior whatever, except for the fact that I was older than most of my peers uh, but at least I lived off base. I had my own place so I could invite people to come over and celebrate with us. And it wasn't a big deal. Like I say, I just had like, you know, one guy from the, the drum line that came over. Um, but it is, I mean, that, like you say, I mean, that's just a, that's a, a regular, that's a staple of military life. Yeah. You got to, you, you got to bring the, you got to bring the, the people standing watch, you know? Oh yeah. You got to bring them chow. You got to bring them chow. But yeah, so like I say, 24-pound bird, I'm thinking that that should be good for what is ultimately going to end up being like 11 people who are eating in, in the house. I mean, you've got me, Jen, Madison Parker, Kenzie Cody, that's six. And then my brother's family, well, that's 10. Um, and then, oh, Ian, so that's 11. So, you know what I'm saying? It's 11 adults eating. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're doing... Uh, I'm gonna do my mother's stuffing. That's always a that's a staple. Uh, I would say what's what's the side you're looking forward to this year? Oh, the stuffing. The stuffing, stuffing is always my favorite. You put egg, dude. egg. Does yes. it call for egg in the stuffing? Yes, it's okay. simple, dude. My mother's my mother's recipe is really easy. I mean, the only thing that I find difficult about it is having the right stuffing bread. Mm. And the and and understand, dude. I mean, I'm sure this is the same way for some of the stuff that you guys do, like. These old, like, handed down recipes, especially when they come from my mother, a lot of them, like, don't really have measurements. Of course. Or, yeah, or, no, no, no. You know what? Or, that, or even that really, for my wife, uh, learning how to make recipes that my mom and my grandmother did. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like a it's learning. It's taken curve. years. Yeah, absolutely. To, to get the right, like, just. Right. You're like, over the, years, you're, over the years, you're like, it's so almost there. Like, Not all, yep. <laughs> you know. I, I'm the taste tester for the way that we do, like, uh, uh, potato salad. Like, the the mix of mayonnaise and mustard. Yes. Like, she'll mix it for, like, taste it. No, yep. almost, a little bit more. Uh, 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 yeah. Almost, uh, yeah. Oh, sure. No, absolutely. And like I say, I mean, it's a fairly easy recipe, but it's, I, I swear to God, I thought that I had, I thought that I had actually used regular bread. 
last year. Jennifer tells me I'm crazy and that I used like stuffing bread, mm. which I mean, I have these packages of it's like Swanson stuffing bread, but they, I mean, this shit is like a freaking they're like croutons, dude. I mean, it's like hard pieces of bread, I, I, but you're mixing it with water, you know, you're mixing it with water and eggs and that, you know, so it, it will get like wet. As it should be. I mean, it should be sort of soppy. And then you can stuff it in the bird. And anything you got left over. Like, I think last year, I don't think I actually put any in the bird. Because the way that my daughter was uh, seasoning the turkey. So I didn't put any in the bird. But I put it in a casserole dish. Which is fine. Um, So that I always look forward to. Uh, My brother is bringing over the green bean casserole. And he said his boys apparently are big fans of candied yams. Candied yams. Such a weird candied yams or sweet potatoes. Well, and that's, yeah. I mean, what is, I know we've probably talked about, what is the difference? Do you know? Is there there a difference Uh, between a yam and a sweet potato? I think it's the genus. Genus. (laughs) The flora. I mean, <laughs> you're probably right, dude. It's probably just they're like, I don't know, they're separate branches of the same potato tree. Um, which ones is it like a there's a consistency difference, definitely. Is Cause there because it's about it, okay? But you got to take it out of context, you know, like you're you're thinking of like, have you ever like a yam and like they look very similar is a yam yellow uh like pink is it sort of yellow no, i'm talking about the outside the outside like of it is sort pink, of yellowish isn't it? is it it's yeah. not like a darker brown like a sweet potato mm. mm-hmm. no it's yeah it's more reddish ah okay dude i'm gonna be getting these comments up they enjoyed them candied, so they're gonna yeah. Do, you have to have them candied. Yeah, they're gonna do that. Do uh, you do the uh, sweet potato or the candied yams with the marshmallows on top? They're do, like so. Not, that's what I'm saying. They're doing. I asked my brother. Was like, well, I because I, I never make those, and I was like, so like I'm sure I can make them if you want. And he's like, no, don't. I'm, he's like, I'll go ahead and make them. He's like, it's super simple. It's just the freaking chopped up yams with marshmallow on, top and it melts. Like okay, I mean that sounds pretty easy. Um, so I mean we're doing that. Oh, I'm doing butternut squash, which uh, I will say that the geniuses at the grocery store, somebody working at the, some some people who work for the grocery store chains, they really deserve like a medal or something or an award, just some sort of like you. No, just, fr- well, no. I mean I think they just because have you ever like. I, I'm assuming you've like cooked butternut squash before. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to like it in a soup. You have to like peel it and you got to, you got to scoop out the seeds and then you got to chop. It's a pain in the ass. And now you can just go to the grocery store and buy these packages of pre chopped up, cubed up butternut squash. And I'm like, God bless you. God, God, God bless you. God bless us all. God bless us. Everyone. You know, it's, it's, it's so easy. Like I throw the shit in a pot and boil it. There you go. Mashed up freaking butternut squash. 
You throw some some brown sugar in that with some butter, son. Pow! It is freaking like dessert in the you middle of your pow. meal. Dude, I said it's like dessert in the middle of your meal. I mean, the salties, the sweets, all that stuff. So, yeah. and Oh, and I bought a 10-pound bag of uh, potatoes, russets. You have to do russets. I have to do that. Yeah. Dude, I'm not doing – uh, it's Thanksgiving. You can't do powdered. Do not fuck around. No, don't fuck around with the potatoes. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. This is like when I'm making the jambalaya these days. I'm making that oh, jambalaya. Dog, I go, go crazy with the jambalaya. Everything's like organic and fucking banging. I can't have frozen shrimp in that shit. So on Thursday, we have a chili cook-off, right? And oh, yes. Dude brings in two chilies, one with lamb mm. and one with venison. Which did you prefer? the lamb really yeah hmm. it's because I, I would have preferred that he chopped up the bit venison in smaller pieces and i think because it's you know it's gamey and then it if you cook it in a crock pot for too long mm-hmm. uh then it gets hard okay so yeah i mean i was thinking about that i actually was reading an article today it was talking about how uh, it was talking about how raccoon used to be like this staple of the American diet mm. and how over the years that has ceased to be a thing because now we just see raccoons as like these pests that have rabies and like dig in our trash. But apparently years ago, like that was it was literally a very popular uh a popular dish and in fact one that people what are you reading to the reader's digest are you reading where, where are you getting this information it was from like smithsonian.com or something Do you remember that fucking reader's digest oh fuck yes dude books? Everyone my had mother had the ultimate collection of reader's digest ultimate she used to get the dude she used to get because you remember every month they would send you like this soft cover sort of small magazine that would have stories in it and articles. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, we never got those, but I would, my, all the friends that I hung out with would be. Okay, there. so you got so, those. I mean, I, yeah, I read them all the time. I was with them. Right. And my mother also got, because you, you could order or you would get them as part of your subscription. Like, I don't know how often you'd get them, but you would, you would get like these hardcover condensed books. And my mother was a voracious reader, dude. I mean, I've never met somebody that could read as much as quickly as my mother used to. She would just destroy books, man. I mean, and she always in like she and my father, but especially my mom always had on the on, on the floor next to her bed, always had like this stack of probably a dozen books. You know, that she had just systematically just gone through and just, just crushed them, you know. Um, and so Reader's Digest was a big part of that. She always had this stack of like, the hardcover Reader's Digest. And, you know, the thing with my parents, they were kind of pack rats. They never threw anything away. They would have, like, stacks of newspapers around the house. And we're talking these are newspapers that are, like, six months old. Like, what are you doing with this collection of newspapers? Like, just 
get rid of them, but they just would collect them. You know, eventually at some point they'd do something with them. But um, yeah, like I say, these readers digest things would be around always. They were always like in the living room, whatever. I wonder whatever happened to it. Readers digest. It's sort of like the, sort of like the, the, the literary version of like K tell. K tell. (laughs) K tell records. (laughs) Um, You know what I'm talking about, dude. You know, I was just, just used to look at the funnies. And before half of the tapes, jokes I didn't code... get because I was too young to Oh, of course. The, but I mean before you know, K, before K, like before mixtapes there was KTEL. Do you ever <laughs> uh do you ever make mixtapes for oh, your girlfriends? Of course. Everybody did. Uh did you everybody... never did that? No, you I did. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, mean, I can't I can't tell you how I feel, so I will do it in sing song. Right, right in sing song. <laughs> <laughs> they understand me. How I how I feel for you, it's beyond words. So I must set my emotions to music. Oh yeah, you know. Yes, I want you to listen to this song. What really it means is like you fuck it up later on in your life, and it's like, God damn it, that song made me think of this girl or this. I yeah. think back to I think back to I think back to being that age and doing that kind of shit, and I want to go back in time and smack that asshole around. Because like whoever I was making mixtapes for was probably some girl I was seeing that treated me like shit. I didn't care. <laughs> it's like I love, but I love you. And then and then you know, you had the two week relationships. Oh God, they're going out for a month. Oh my god! Oh god! I don't think I ever had one of those. I don't think oh, I ever. Dude, that had, was junior like, high for me, like the oh, entire time, dude. I wasn't dating girls in junior high school. I was too busy being a total freaking nerd. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that that definitely not a thing. Hey, so not to be all over the place, but what is up with like? Is that what you do? Like, I I would bring and put my kids in the car. And drive around to get him to sleep, but for your grandson, you just walk him in that in your contraption, <laughs> the, like the, he's fucking Yoda. I know you're Luke Skywalker, dude. You see that video? Dagobah. It was freaking awesome. And he just throws, you know, dude. I will tell you, it sort of threw a wrench into things because uh, I stepped off that walk. I stepped off. It was like ten in the morning. He usually takes a nap between like he, he'll lay down like eleven, eleven thirty. And I get him out on this walk and like 20, 25 minutes into the walk, he was done. And I'm like, ah, uh, shit. I'm out here in the woods. He's sound asleep. I got to get home so that I can see about making a transition to get him into the crib. You know? Um, and I'll tell you, dude, in a bigger, in a bigger sense, it's kind of cool. I'm like in this position where I'm super like I'm in this position where I really do consider myself like super lucky because as a grandparent, dude, I spend a really cool amount of time with these grandkids. And I mean, and a lot of this time is just me and them. I mean, if if Jennifer has these days where she gets called into work or whatever, because they're shorthanded and they're throwing her kicker money or whatever for it. You know, I'm just like, hey, man, I'm not coming into work today. I got to watch my grandkids. And so I spend the day hanging out with these two little freaking mini people, man. (laughs) And it's awesome. 
It's totally cool. I can do shit like that. Like go out there and like take him for a walk. Like, okay, we're going to go out to go for a walk through the woods. You know, I, I really want, I really want the, the grandkids to enjoy the outdoors. That's like a really important thing to me. I really don't want these grandkids to just be these kids who are like locked in their room playing video games and just all that bullshit. Like I really want to introduce them to nature Mm. and get, you know, having that connection with it and seeing the outdoors is something to revel in and something to really enjoy and take advantage of and not something that you sort of like ignore or seem stupid or boring or whatever the case may be. And I really feel like the only, cause I know that's how I was as a kid, man. I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up and we didn't have video games when I was growing up. You know, it was like you watch TV or you did something. Um, and when I was really young, dude, I used to spend entire days just outside by myself, just like letting my imagination run wild and just really enjoying being outside. Um, and I really am hoping that I can sort of share that with them and doing something like going for that walk, man. I never, I didn't really think he would pass out, but dude, just the bouncing around he's doing in this thing for the folks who are listening to this show. I bought, I bought one of these baby carrier things. That's like a hiking pack. Um, and it can carry up to the, you can carry a kid up to 50 pounds. And yeah, it's pretty heavy duty. Oh, dude, it is. This thing is legit. I mean, you put it on, you can like height, you can, you can cinch it up just right. So it sits on your back, your, the weights distributed properly. And dude, I mean, just like the whole time I'm walking with him and like before he fell asleep, he's like reaching over and he's just like patting me on the shoulder, you know? And then he's taking, he's just taking his hand and he's pushing the back of my head. (laughs) You know, he's just like messing with me. And I'm just, I keep looking back and I'm like, you doing okay, Bubby? You know, he's like, mm, just like back there checking out the trees and whatever. I'm like, there's these cool trails out in the woods back where we live. So I'm like, okay, let's go for a walk. Get out and walk into wood. Take walk, a walk into woods. A walk into wood. So yeah, no, it was cool, man. I dig it. If you're talking about changing gears, uh, what happened to the, the Cowboys, man? What happened? I know this is a sore subject, but I really want your take on what's going on. You know what's funny is that my wife knew how pissed I was because I just didn't talk that entire game. And, oh, I can imagine. And I knew the game was over after the first possession. I'm like, nope, we're not ready. We're not ready. <laughs> we're, not, we're not ready. We're not ready. And then, we're not ready for greatness. Nope, we're not ready. Uh, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, we we just finished uh, the Chiefs season. Congratulations, Diane Potts. Um, oh, yeah. I saw it. she had shared a, a photo on social media. Yep. And, uh, and one of the things that uh, I imparted with the then chief selects was you will not rise to the occasion. You will rise to your level of preparedness. So don't try to wing it prepare. 
you never rise to the occasion. You sink to your training. Yeah. Or yeah, same thing, right? Yep. Same idea. And, and even it was, it was kind of stamped today watching all the pundits on the, on the, the TV shows, the sports yep. shows. And Ryan Clark was like, you know, what kind of week of practice they had by how they're acting on the sideline, how like they're, in the Cowboys was nope. Yeah. And I think there's a, a resiliency issue with them because like we had one guy, one of our best wide receivers, you know, couldn't play. He's not going to play on Thursday either. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, we have a bunch of injuries, which is not to make an excuse. Zeke got hurt that game. CD lamb got out, taken out with a concussion. Uh, and so it's like, all right, it's quicksand. Yeah. And and Troy Aikman was dead on. Why are we not running the ball? And then what happened? Zeke got hurt. It's like, well, that's yep. why we're not running the ball. Yep. And and honestly, I I my conspiracy theory is like going in with all the injuries we have uh and knowing that one we already have a playoff spot. Um and knowing that we play on Sunday and then on Thursday. Yes. Which I still honestly, and you and I've talked about this many times, I still think is ridiculous. Yeah. I think, I think they, I I don't think they tried that hard. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, I thought, I think that the whole thing is very interesting because it was like, um, and it wasn't just that game. It was like a number of these games that happened over this weekend where suddenly all of the things that the pundits had said going into the regular season suddenly came to fruition. It was as if like the past, you know, what is it now? Seven weeks? Is that where we're at? Mm -hmm. You know, like it hadn't happened. Like all of a sudden the Chiefs looked like the Chiefs that everybody had been hyping going into the regular season. I mean, everybody was talking about how it's going to be a Super Bowl rematch. It's going to be the Chiefs and the Bucks, and, you know, whatever. And then the season started, and up until yesterday, the Chiefs have looked mediocre at best. And it was not that many weeks ago that they literally had Statistically, I think it was like the worst defense in the yeah, league. Yeah, he had 16 uh, interceptions in the first like yeah. 10 games or something. Right. And then all of a sudden, you have yesterday. And all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I, I mean, I'll tell you what I think it is. First of all, Andy Reid is a genius. A, a genius, and he's a Hall of Fame bound head coach, um, without a doubt. Uh, the Chargers were playing at home. It was the game of the week with the Chargers. I mean, the Chiefs with them. The, there was no way that Andy Andy Reid could tolerate or allow the Chiefs at home yesterday to go into that game and look like a bunch of schleps. There was no way that they could allow that to happen. 
So one way or the freaking other. And we both know, dude, dude, Arrowhead is one of the most difficult yep. stadiums to play in in the league. I, the league. I, have, I have been on the sidelines when they played the Raiders there. And <laughs> you could barely Jeez. talk to the person next to you. It gets so loud. Mm-hmm. So it's an incredibly daunting uh, environment. But you prepare for that. You do prepare for it. I get that. But I also think that what you saw this week was a mid-season check. You saw a mid-season check. Because there's, a, and I may be completely wrong, I'm not some professional sports guy, but I cannot believe with the way that the Cowboys have been playing this season, I cannot believe that after what happened yesterday, that suddenly the Cowboys are just frauds. No, and it, it is it is a league of who isn't going to get hurt to keep our 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 dreams alive, right? Because right, I mean, you have that key well, person to go down. I get that too. And I, get I that. know you're a Patriots fan, next dude. Man but up, a and, next you know. man up thing, man. That's just football. I mean, that's a sign of a of a of you know a well coached and well managed team. I mean, you you've got to be able. You know, somebody gets hurt. I mean, but here's the different. Here's the difference between that mentality how the Patriots do it and that mentality, how the Cowboys do it. The Patriots do it by not spending a whole lot of money. They do spend money, but not a whole lot of money on the superstar at one position. Right. Right. Like they have, you know, the, the next people up that can cover and still get the same. Right. The Cowboys don't do that. We bl- blow our wad on the one of one, and then when the one of one comes uh, down, like, but see, that's and that's, but that's exactly what I'm saying. That's poor management. That's poor management of the team. I mean, you can't, you can't just say Zeke's it, and if he's not, then we're fucked. I mean, I, and that's where the whole, ru- that, you know, that's where the whole running by committee comes into play. I mean, and you've seen that year, year in and year out. I mean, how many running backs? Can you th- just in the Brady years in New England? Okay, what how are we many- calling the Brady years? Well, I'm talking. Well, the years. Oh yeah, there's been so many, nameless, so many fucking nameless, running backs, dude. They've nameless. always had like three deep at least. Like you know, Sony Michelle, but he doesn't play oh, for them anymore. No, Corey uh, Dillon, White. freaking all of these dudes. Yeah, I mean, it was just this never-ending list of just nobody smooth. touches the running backs for on fantasy football for them because no, it's a waste. It's a waste, it's a waste. because I mean they're sharing the load between three or four guys. Um, but there's the point, like you say, is that you know if guy number two goes down, well, there's guy number three and guy number four right behind him. Um, but my my whole point just simply being that. I don't think that, you know, I don't think that the the Cowboys go into next week or the rest of this season like, oh, well, the you know, first half of the season was a fucking aberration and they're just frauds. Like, I don't think that happens. I think that the Cowboys take. Yeah. And this will be a testament to McCarthy's freaking, you know, his. Well, we, his we thought we had that. We got that game out of the way when we got our asses handed to us by the Broncos and we come back and freaking curb stomp the Falcons and then like here's the thing the defenses were on display for both teams oh sure you go into you go into Arrowhead Stadium and don't allow 
Patrick Mahomes to throw a touchdown. Right. That's that's saying something. It was just our offense, man. It was just yeah. Just and you want to talk, dude, and you want to talk about you want to talk about curb stomping that freaking performance by the Atlanta Falcons last Thursday night against the Patriots. Did you watch that game? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm I'm a Pats fan, and obviously I'm there cheering them on, and I'm like, this is, I was just fucking shocked, you know, not shocked, but I was just, but I'm looking at Matt Ryan. I'm just like, you poor son of a bitch. You poor, poor son of a bitch. I have 14 years in the league, man, sticking it out in Atlanta, and that is the quality of a program that he's fronting. Right. Is is Home Depot Ugh. not doing – or no, he owns Lowe's, right? The oh. owner. Oh, I don't know. He owns either Home Depot or Lowe's. Right. Are they not doing well? I don't know. <laughs> can, can we not help a brother It was out? just it, – it was ugly. It was ugly. That Patriot, dude, when you realize that by the time that game was over, that the Falcons had put in all three of their quarterbacks and that all three of their quarterbacks had been picked off. Each one of them got picked off by the, by the Pats defense. And at least two of them, I think, ended up pick sixes. I mean, it was just sickening. Dude, Van Noy? He's a freaking beast. Well, and here's the thing. You oh. got all those – remember what happened last year? All those people fucking said, I'm not playing. Oh, I, yeah. They left or whatever. Yep. And now they're back. Yeah. Yeah, it's – it's, and I'm and, and this is the thing. We're talking about, okay, this is – we're talking midseason here, right? We're almost there. Uh, the Anybody – I mean, because I can sit here right now and say, you know, okay – Everything is as it should be in the AFC East. Sorry, James Merville. Sorry, Nace Kehoe. You know, no, but, dude, they're fucking. But but, but your apart. boy, but but your boys belong in the back of the bus. Is they're where they falling belong apart. And I cannot believe how bad the Bills are doing. Oh, dude, it's right unreal. now, it is after un- the start that they had. Yes, absolutely. But I do the schedule coming up for the Patriots. First of all the titans okay who aside from yesterday i i'm still shocked that they lost that game to the texans but i mean they're like the number one ranked team in the afc we've got to play them next week and then we have to play the bills we get a bye and then we got to play the bills again we have to play them twice in three weeks that's going to be some smash mouth freaking football right there, just for control of the AFC. Yeah, East. we haven't really played any like division games, which is weird. And the first three are all in fuck at away. So it's like, damn. Yes, and the Eagles are starting to turn it on. The freaking Washington with Heineke. I still Heineken. can't believe that the freaking. I still can't believe that Wentz and the Colts. Put a whooping on the freaking the the bills like they did yesterday. Yeah, nope, should not have happened like that. I just was sh- absolutely shocked. It was no way did I think that that score was going to end up looking like that by the end of the game. No way. Um, I'll tell you, you know, another team. You know, shout out to my cousin Dane out in freaking Vegas. But hey, girl, and you know as well as I do. Wow, Raiders. They should have. Uh... I mean, 
that whole controversy happened with Gruden. And it's like it put a fucking hex on the team. It, it automatically, it was like somehow the football gods had. Thou know, shalt not the, win. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. Thou not woke enough. Dude, they lost two of their first round draft picks. It's unreal. Unreal. That were starters. Yeah. And I mean, it's just I don't, that them getting beaten by some of the teams that they're, you know, that they're your, your number one receiver now is Hunter Renfro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a good route runner. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Now. So like I say, it's kind of interesting moving into this next day after this week is this week was kind of, kind of weird. You know, all of a sudden certain teams woke up, certain teams seem to fall asleep. Uh, it'll be interesting moving forward to see if that continues to be a trend Obviously, injuries and stuff do play a part in it. Uh, oh, here's another uh, football Monday here. Uh, Cam Newton back in Carolina. So I don't know if I if if we talked about it. No, I think we might have. We did. When I when I went we went and played the anthem. Oh and yeah, and we went out to eat and on the Uber back to the hotel. Uh, they were me and the driver talking about football, and I was like, "Dude, what are y'all gonna do when y'all get Cam Newton back?" Oh, he ain't coming back. I'm like, "Uh, he's available," <laughs> and and Donald's boom. not doing it. No, he ain't coming back. He's like, "Look, it, it's like a fifty-fifty. People in care in Charlotte either love him or, or the other half hate him. There's yes, there's no in between, right? Yep. I'm like, "Oh man, I I don't know. I can see it happening." He's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll see," and then. The next week, he he's back. I'm like, I knew it. Yep, he did. I he played about, pretty he's damn only good. Been game. with that team for like ten days, and he, yeah, he did great. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things. I mean, they kind of talked about with the Pats, the, you know the God, the language. It, well, it's the language the playbook. But it's it's uh, I think the, the there was a statistic that I think I heard them talking about during the Pats game that it's like the Patriots over the past like 20 years or something like that have had more return players than any other team in the NFL. Well, you'll have the, because Brady was there. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> I want to win. I mean, it, a winner. I want to win. Well, but you have like Van Noy, you know what I mean? Like Van Noy played for the Pats. You know, Tom Brady was there. He got traded to the dolphins, played with the dolphins last year. And then this year he's back with the Pats. Like, this is this thing that happens with a lot of these Patriots players. Like, they'll disappear. Dude, look at freaking – look at Brian Hoyer, the the second-string quarterback. Yeah. Dude, he's been on and off with the team. This is his third stint, I think, with the Patriots. You know, he's gone to some other team, and then, boom, he comes back. Gone to you know, some other you team, know what boom, he comes back. I want to see? The documentary I want to see is they have to do a documentary on backup quarterbacks. It would be actually pretty interesting. Yeah, um, especially like a guy like Hoyer, like right, you know Fitzpatrick. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is is I think it would be an interesting documentary in that you see guys who like their whole career is like a Brian Hoyer. There are guys who have made entire careers out of being backup quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's it's it's the equivalent of the documentary Twenty Feet from Stardom. Right. 
were the backup singers. You know, like why sure. why isn't this person good enough to be in the to be the, the star? Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, and and part of it is just because they're reliable and they're uh they're reliable and they're versatile. You know, um, but the other side of it is that you also have these guys who are former stars. You have a guy like Fitzpatrick. Dude, or, or freaking what's his name? Nick uh, Foles. Uh, Nick Foles or freaking what's his name? That's the quarterback for the Jets now. Um, white. Not Mike white. white. No, 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 not white. The, the quarterback, for, isn't it? Uh, Mike freaking, White. No, I didn't think he. I, I thought that they had brought in. Uh, Dallas drafted Mike White. God, I'm going to have to look this up. What was it? Uno momento, por favor. Uno momento, por favor. Let me see. Who do they play? Jets. Oh, Joe. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. That's what I'm talking. Yes. See what I'm like, dude. Former Super Bowl, you know, caliber quarterback. I mean, backup. Well, hey man. You know, if you if he still wants to play, but but that's like, but, but that's what I'm saying would make an interesting documentary. You know, you have these guys who've made a career out of being a backup quarterback, but you also have these guys like Flacco or whoever. You know, that have you, you um, have you seen a little bit of the the or uh, watched a video? Uh, the the man in the arena. It's the Tom uh, Brady thing going on right now on ESPN Plus. No, because. They gave a preview of the first episode, dude. Drew Bledsoe, man, lets it all out about when his whole like his mindset and stuff, like when he got replaced oh, by yeah. Brady, mm-hmm. and then that next playoff game where he was he wasn't hurt anymore, he was available to play, and they stuck with Brady. Yep, he talks about that pretty poignant, poignantly. Yeah, well, I can imagine. I mean, it's it is it's got it has to be this that point in every player's career. Yeah, but you can't be mad now. No, like, no, no, no. I'm just saying you can't be mad. He's won, you know, seven Super Bowls. Yeah, like I'm not right. gonna be mad. Like sure. my replacement was the guy who goes on to be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of like you know other people to get replaced, and then it's like what? Well, sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like every player out there at some point they find themselves at, at some point in their career where they realize like this is coming to a close. Yeah. Father time is undefeated. Yeah. You know that it's, you're getting to those later years. And I mean, unless you're Tom Brady and you're just going to play until you're like 200 years old. Um, Although I do, I do have to say uh, you think uh, you think Rob Gronkowski comes back after this season. No, I don't think he does either. I I just wonder, is he going to be on the field today? I don't know. Shit. No, they well they said it's a game time decision. Yeah. Game time decision, but dude, he right now they're that, just saving him for the playoffs. Man. I think that's what it is. Yeah, dude, they're just saving he, him I for mean, the playoffs. dude, he has that freaking. He had those busted ribs and that deflated lung, and now he apparently has this back injury that he's been nursing. I'm just like, well, I guess uh, you know. I guess old old Rob Gronkowski is starting to look more like Rob Gronkowski, you know, <laughs> running down the field like he's got a piano on his back. Um, and don't get me wrong, he's an incredible football player. But I have noticed, I've, I've found it interesting that 
especially on football Sundays or whatever, I'm seeing a lot of commercials with Rob Gronkowski in them. Like, is he get is he in in the process of making that transition again? Yeah. You know, football player to becoming you know, idiot, you know, commercial guy for USAA. Yeah. Right. So I'm hey. I'm special. Yeah, oh my god! Shut up. So check it out. So the the results came out a while ago, but it finally came on TV. And it kind of leads into New Music Monday, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ah, yes. So, just to recap, it was Tina Turner, Carol King, the Go Go's, Foo Fighters, Todd Rundgren, right? Mm -hmm. And Jay Z. Now, I didn't, there's more, but when I think of like the the Hall of Fame, like, I didn't realize like, okay, there's the performer category and then now they have, it's called the early influence award and then musical excellence. Okay. And then of course, like a lifetime one. Right. Right. So I think this is the first year. Maybe I have to go back. Like LL Cool J got a musical excellence award. Mm -hmm. Is he in the hall of fame? I really don't know. No, I mean, like you, normally the performer category is the the one you want, but right. they they actually had him perform as if he was in the performer category. It was huh. weird, man. I was like, huh, that is weird. Huh. Carol, Carol King, holy crap, man! Uh, when you look at how long she's been writing songs, she's <laughs> like she's like eighty years old. Yeah, she performed. Um, and which songs that she wrote, it will blow your fucking mind. Sure. Like Respect, Natural Woman. Yeah. And those are those are ones that she wrote for other people. Right. With a little help from my friends. A Bridge Over Trouble Water, Carol King. Let's Did go. Did she write that? Yes. Wow. I know. It's like, what? Damn. <laughs> she wrote for the Shirelles. Like, wow. Um, but one of the really cool ones. Uh, and my daughter had to come in and she stopped what she was doing and came in once this riff came up. Randy Rhodes. Randy what? Rhodes was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yep. Um, that man, you <laughs> know, you don't, you don't, he was. You know, he started off in Quiet Riot and then went to Ozzy and then passed away. Yeah. Um, but, dude, his influence, I I don't know if I could put him, I want to be able to put him, like, would you put him in the top 10 guitarist? Oh, boy. Um <laughs> Because if you have never heard Blizzard of Oz, yeah, and I mean, I know I'm not talking to you, but right, right, uh, you know, and everyone will think of like Crazy Train, but dude, Mr. Crowley, oh, yeah, and then there is an acoustic, uh, what the fuck is the name of that one? 
There's it's, it's right just be- him playing it's right acoustic. before it's right before Suicide Solution. Yeah, doesn't it? I know what you're talking about. It's I beautiful. always thought it was part of the song, um, but it's him playing classical guitar. Something that I didn't know until watching it. Like he right. wanted to quit playing music and go study music, and to and get a degree in classical guitar. Right. Yeah, I had no, no idea. I, I think I would. I would probably put him in the top ten. I mean, it's hard when you talk about guitarists, you know, uh, because they obviously come in so many, they come from so many different places. Um, and when you're talking about these greats, like, okay, Kate, how about, know, how about, how about we put him in the, the top five heavy metal guitarists? Sure. Would he be in the top five heavy metal? No, I would like- say, yeah. I mean, I would say, uh, no, I mean, you, I would put Randy Rhodes in there. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, you're talking about these guitarists. I mean, there's a million of them, but I mean, again, we also have to take into consideration influence. I would say without Randy Rhodes, there's no Dimebag Daryl. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, know, to, to some extent, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, who was tapping like that? Eddie Van Halen. It's him and Eddie, dude. That's yes. it. Yeah. Him and Eddie. And and I don't even really think that I really don't even think that Randy was doing a lot of tapping. You know, he wasn't doing a lot of tapping. But uh w- when you talk about, you know, when you talk about Dimebag, you know, I mean, I'll tell oh, you who uh, Yeah, uh, no, yeah, Dimebag. Uh, there would, would be no that's Dimebag. That's a whole other That's a that's a that's a whole other. You know, I have you ever listened to have you ever actually listened to? Because I know you're not way into metal, um, but have you ever listened to Pantera's album uh, "Far Beyond Driven"? Yeah, dude, I'm from Dallas. I have to. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> like that yeah, album, yeah. the guitar on that album takes on this element that is like, I don't just, I, it's insane to me. It's in like, um. Oh, what is the freaking? It's the the opening track. Uh, strength, 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 strength beyond strength. strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's strength beyond strength, and he does this whole thing where they get into the bridge, and the you know the song kind of stops and it's and so he's playing and then the band kicks in, and he's playing that groove. But then he's overdubbing this thing over the top of that. That's the guitar just doing this like. I mean, it's like it almost takes on the 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 uh, it almost takes on the effect of like somebody like revving their engine. Yeah. It it was that whole pound cake thing. Oh my! Oh well, that thing was so gay. Oh my god! <laughs> How cake. dare you talk about that when I'm talking about Pantera? What no. the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but can no, we, it's, can it, we it, just go to vulgar display? Yeah, Come on, dude. let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, I, I need to. I need to add something into this conversation that will erase what we just. Uh, said. Right, right. No, no. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, but it is amazing. I mean, and again, you're talking about a guy that is so influential. I mean, think about all of these bands that have come after Pantera, and you know, have have ventured into that really heavy metal, you know. Uh, thing i mean corn and 
and you know, on and on and on to them now. You know, now it's Trivium and you know all the rest of them, um, Slipknot and whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's just yeah. No, I would I would put him in the top ten. I mean, if you're talking about, I mean, just off the cuff, top ten: Jimmy Page, uh, Randy Rhodes, Eddie Van Halen, Steve Vai. Um, shoot, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, who else would you put in there? Um, God, we just said Dimebag. Uh, I would put, I would put, uh, I would, me personally, bias Dave Mustaine, um, because he's just an unbelievable guitarist. Um, who else would be in there? Uh, I could probably think of at least three more, you yeah. know, just from various, various, you know, again, a big part of it is maybe you put fucking, I don't know. Oh, you put Hendrix in there, obviously. I mean, did I mean, you he say has Tommy to Aiello or Iomi? Oh, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Iomi. I put him in there. So you're okay. talking that's, that's nine. And maybe you have one more. I, I, you know, you could say somebody like Keith Richards, but, I wouldn't even say Keith. I mean, I'll tell you, there's, dude. What about Jeff Beck? Oh man, I mean, Jeff Beck is ridiculous, dude. Ingve Malmsteen. I mean, I'm not big into Ingve Malmsteen. Is he is he metal? He's a shredder, dude. No, I I know, but I'm just. I mean, he like that's guitar. Joe Satriani. I mean, Joe Satriani, freaking. Who's the other one that does? uh, Fucking Eric Johnson. You're from freaking Texas, dude. No, I know, but it, uh, I think we're cross. I think we're we're fusing um, things now. Well, we are. We're just talking about. I'm talking in rock and roll. Oh, you know, yeah. Just okay, okay. That, yeah. And that's a much harder thing to do. I mean, if we're talking about just strictly heavy metal, I mean, that obviously that narrows it way down. Um, but I mean, when you think about those guys that I just named, and think about the 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 diversity there. I mean, the difference between a Dimebag Daryl and a, a Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, they're, it's like they're speaking a completely different language. What's that jam session sound like? Oh, my God. Like, you can't even imagine because the crazy thing to me is that a guy like Dimebag could probably hang with Stevie Ray Vaughan. I could totally imagine Dimebag Daryl being able to, like, play just sick blues. You know, but that's just not what he did. So, I don't know. I mean pretty freaking pretty pretty that's a heavy question dude <laughs> trying to narrow all that down i don't know they're legends and didn't okay he did he die in a bus or no it was a, it was a plane crash a plane it? yeah mm. it was the plane that hit the bus that's right i knew there was a plane and a bus that was involved yes. in those things they were trying to they were trying to buzz the bus and the wing of the plane clipped the bus and the plane went flying into a house that was next to the road. Yeah. That story in freaking Hired Guns when, uh, what's his name? Rudy, uh, uh, his name, the bass player, Rudy Sarzo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he recounts that whole experience on that, wow. in that documentary. It was like, oh my God. I just don't even know how you, you just never get that image out of your brain ever, 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 you know? So, mm. what do you have for New Music Monday? I mean, that was that was pretty much it. Like that was pretty much it. Oh, you, no, actually, yeah, 
if you have not checked out the Blizzard of Oz, um, and you have because you've heard Crazy Train before. I sure. mean, what a what a great riff, you know. Oh, dude. I mean, there's so many freaking there's I mean, it's a legendary riff. Suicide Solution is a great freaking song. Mr. Crowley, uh, Mr. Crowley freaking. Um, I can't. I, did we ever I can't think of the name of the the classical piece. Oh, before I, Suicide I'd probably Solution. Have, I'd have to look it up. Um, Beautiful. But I mean, all those all those tunes, though, Beautiful. man, I mean, and it's interesting when you you see document. I've seen interviews with um uh, what's her name? Ozzy's wife, Sharon. And how, like, for her, she really feels like Randy's death was one of these things that just changed Ozzy forever. And he said that in the, you know, in the the stuff uh, on the on the uh, Hall of Fame show. He really, said, he he says like when he died, a piece of me died. Like, yeah, because he truly was, he they were fast friends. Yeah, and he um, truly considered him to be like a brother. I, they were so he felt like the, he felt like for, for whatever reason Randy could understand him. Yeah, you know, and so hence they were like really really tight. Um, yep, such a young. You oh, know. dude! I mean, what was he? 26, 27 years old when he died. Yeah, I mean it, that's a, he's a kid. He was a teenager when he was in cr- Quiet Riot. Oh yeah, he was like eighteen <laughs> or some shit. Yeah. You know, that's a lot insane. of those guys were like that though. A lot of the, I mean, dude, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, they put out their first album. I think he was like 18, something like that. He was he was a fucking teenager when they put out their first album. And you listen to that album, dude, and you hear freaking Eruption. Think about that. Think about some of the licks on that freaking album. That album came out, dude, and people were like, uh... What was it? Nothing's going to be the same ever again. What album was it they they actually got to... The Van Halen brothers got to play. They had his dad play clarinet. Oh, it's uh, freaking uh, uh, Big Bad uh, Big Bad Willie. Yeah, yes, yes. Dude, awesome tune. <laughs> Love that song. What a what a Big Bad Willie, sweet uh, William. Getting, now, yeah, dude, like such a turn on an album. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? man. Oh, dude, so cool. Yeah. All Although, right. What's I, yours? I, I, <laughs> mine. I, you know, to be honest with you, man, I've just like I've been freaking vibing on so much of this heavy shit. Uh, what does that mean? Oh, like, dude, this like the gym. Because when I go to the gym, I'm listening to metal like the whole time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will say, to be honest with you, just recently something that I I, I sort of dip my toe into because I've I've listened to some of their stuff, but not a lot of B sides B side stuff. Excuse me. Um, and was very sort of interested in it when I was listening to it. Was System of a Down. Oh, um, great band incredible band and i've actually when i've i've had certain people who've listened to sensory men who've listened to homunculus and actually remarked that it really reminds them in a way certain points in the music really reminds them in a way of system of a down um and i think that part of it is that when you listen to system of a down a lot of their stuff is is very serious um is socially and politically driven but some of it is literally just comical it's like some of it is literally just supposed to be sort of a joke uh which is very much like what the sensory men have all we've always done that you know it's like some of the stuff is sort of existential and then some of the stuff is just you know foolish and made to make you laugh um i mean 
they, you know, especially like given their their cultural background, right? Um, you know, uh, like the lead singer Surge. Yeah, I can't even pronounce his. I don't even want to try. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Dude, what a perfect like metal voice, and then crazy eyes on the fucking guitar. Yeah. <laughs> well, you heard. I mean, I'll, I'll share. I, I think I shared it before, but that uh, when that latest last year, when that latest stuff was going on over in Armenia. Uh, oh yeah, has been this ongoing thing forever. Um, but it was the latest round of of you know hate killing that was going on. Um. And they ended up releasing that. That there were two songs that they released, and it was like the first new material that they had put out in forever. Like they sort of came together, and they were using the money that they were, you know, raising from sales of this song or whatever it was through, you know, streaming to, you know, benefit these organizations over there, you know, because they're totally unafraid to admit that they're like, I mean, if it's them, you know supporting you know supporting these organizations over there that are you know fighting to you know to liberate the armenian people they don't care if anybody knows that they're like yeah that's what we're doing and if you have a problem with it then tough you know because i think what chop suey is probably their biggest i would say chop suey or my favorite tune by them to be honest with you is probably byob is chop suey on toxicity or the I'm uh, not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I really would love to get deeper into their their catalog, uh, but I like I say, just recently had sort of you know jumped in a little bit at the gym. I was like, I'll give this, you know some of this stuff a listen, and it's some of it's like great fucking workout music, and then some of it's sort of like, okay, this isn't really something to work out no, to. Definitely, you got it. You got to make a playlist. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, but BYOB is a slamming tune, and the message of it is pretty poignant. You know, there it really is. Um, speaks to you know, really, really speaks to uh, the American or the international, um, you know, military industrial complex and what that's really all about. So, which is a real thing, (laughs) it's a real thing. We, you know, you hear all these people who are freaking, you know, flipping out about, you know, the government spending all this money. And it's like, dude, I think very few people in this country ever stop and take a look at, like, what the defense budget looks like in this country. It's insane what the kind of taxpayer money that we spend on, like, jets, like one effing jet. Yep. It's just crazy. So, but hey, for the folks who are out there checking out the show, thank you so much. I hope that all of you have a blessed and outstanding and groovy Thanksgiving. Yes. Everyone, eat your fill. I know some of us are working real hard to get that beach body and, you know, just trying to be a better person. Just let it go and pig out. (laughs) Trip to fan it up. Trip to fan lots of gravy. Gravy, gravy. Uh, can't, you can't have enough gravy. No, you can't. You can't. So everybody out there have an outstanding, outstanding week. We probably won't be out there with you on uh, Thursday because it'll be Turkey Day. Turkey uh, Day. But hey, Day. for uh, you know, for all the for all the football fans out there, it'll be interesting to see what happens this coming week. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. Tell your family, tell your friends, and we'll be getting back to you soon. All right, later. Later, right.